Well, I've been staring at the script for a little over an hour now, trying to muster up the courage by drinking some liquid courage, so let's go ahead and get into this. Hello, Cretans. I am Bob, and this is not Nerd or Not. This is something special that we're going to give a try. This is called Cretans Review. Basically what this is, myself, Jay, or Corey will take a subject that we are, you know, a little bit passionate about. We have a little bit of knowledge, a little experience with, you could say. And we're going to give either reviews, opinions, facts, behind the scenes, stuff that we know about. You know, just little stuff that we found interesting and that we'd just like to share. So I'm going ahead, I'm going to start this off, and basically I am the theme park guy. Corey and Jay, they love the theme parks as well. They don't get to visit them as often as I do. So I decided with this being basically the middle of the summer, lots of people are going to start planning their summer vacations, and they're going to be heading down to my neck of the woods in Orlando and be visiting some of the theme parks. One of the most popular one, obviously, the first one that comes about is the one with the castle in Kissimmee. I don't even need to say the name. You already know what it is. And I wanted to give uh, some of my experience in the park. You could have uh, a reference, or at least my recommendation about what you should do on a really really busy day during the summer months that is the second most busiest time crowd wise in the magic kingdom the busiest is that one week period between christmas and new year's you are elbow to elbow with everybody it gets so bad that sometimes they literally have to close the gates and not let anybody else in for the rest of the day that's how packed it gets during that last week of the year whether you go then where do you go now there is a feature that will help you cut down your wait time on the rides and that is called the fast pass now basically there's one of three kinds of people who are listening to this one being you're a member or you are affiliated with the somebody's network of some kind the other one is you are a disney fan and just want to pick you up as much as you can and or you just want to hear me talk which makes me think you're some kind of sicko, but what is the Fast Pass for those of you, probably the three of you, that don't know what it is? Basically, it is a service that Disney offers for free that allows you to reserve a time slot to get on a particular ride or attraction. On top of the normal, you walk up to a ride and you get in line standby, there's also, obviously, the Fast Pass. You can plan up to three at a time. They'll give you a one-hour window to walk up and get on the ride and that one hour window could be at any part of the day basically they give the time slots out first come first serve so like so many people get between say 10 15 and 11 15 and so forth and so forth and so forth until finally the end of the day is like oh we got nothing else if you want to get on you got to get in the standby lane which in some rides that can be really really long some of the more popular rides it's not uncommon for you to walk up and see 180 minute wait that's crazy so here's one thing i do recommend if you are going and you've never been to the magic kingdom but you really 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 want to experience a particular attraction by all means get that fast pass what i am doing in this discussion is just like i said giving my recommendation is that ride worth a fast pass or it should i just go ahead and get in the standby lane or in some cases i'm going to recommend you just flat out skip it 
Unless, like I said, you really want to experience this attraction, you've never been on it before, and you just want to do it once and move on with your life. There are some of those. Uh, just a few more things about FastPass. Like I said, they do give you an hour-long window to get in the FastPass lane. Now, here's a little something. They will allow you to get into the FastPass ride line five minutes before your window opens, and then they give you a 15-minute window after your hour-long window has closed. So there's a slight buffer of 20 minutes before and after. And there is a couple of tips I'm going to give at the end of the discussion, how you can get the biggest bang for your buck when it comes to the fast passes. Now, what about the timetable? You can reserve a fast pass. If you're a normal pass holder like I am, you can reserve 30 days in advance. Here's a really good thing. If you are staying at one of the Disney resorts, you can reserve your fast pass, all three, 60 days in advance. That can come in really handy for some of the really higher demand rides. Again, this is for you to feel out. Now, another uh, little fact about the Fast Pass is you can only reserve up to three rides at a time. And then after you have used up all three of those, you can only do one at a time as long as there's Fast Pass still available for a day. Like I said, at the end of the discussion, I'm going to get into some more hints and tricks that you can do to make that last even longer. Fast Pass works differently depending on what park you go to, like say Epcot, where you can pick one attraction out of three or four total in one tier, and then two of all the remaining attractions. It's a little odd, so we're going to keep the Epcot attractions out of this. We're just going to focus on the Magic Kingdom attractions, which for their Fast Pass program, you can pick from any of the e-ticket rides or attractions. Now, I say rides or attractions because we're going to focus mostly on the rides. When it comes to shows or character meet and greets, I strongly recommend just getting in line and waiting for them. Uh, the only one I would highly recommend is the Mickey Mouse meet and greet at Town Square because this particular meet and greet is the one where Mickey will talk to you. Now, I'm talking mouth flapping that I can't do Mickey Mouse's voice. That's the best I can do. <laughs> so I'm sorry about that. Uh, I, I They did not have that when I was a kid. I took my kids to go see the talking Mickey Mouse, and I was floored by the technology and how, yeah, Mickey was there talking to my kids. And just one more thing. Parades, they don't offer fast passes at all. But when you get close to parade time, just follow the rows of tape that cast members lay down on the ground showing this is the parade route. Do not cross this line when the parade's coming through. If you just follow that tape, you'll eventually find yourself a nice spot. So you don't need to pick out a location an hour before the parade finally does come down Main Street. So let's get right into it. Let's look at each individual ride at the Magic Kingdom. And I'll give my recommendation if it needs to be a fast pass or standby, or a skip. Right off the bat, we have the Magic Kingdom Railroad. Now, that's kind of cheating a little bit. The Magic Kingdom Railroad does not have FastPass availability. It is basically not a ride, it's not an attraction. Technically, it's transportation. It takes you from Main Street to Adventureland, and then from there to Fantasyland, and then back again. This could be a really convenient way to get to the back of the park really quickly, or in some, not really quickly, but it'll save your feet, basically. So let's start off in Tomorrowland. Carousel of Progress does not have FastPass. 
for very good reason. If you'd seen my previous video of rides that need to go, I'll have to say a couple of them have gone since I made that video. Carousel of Progress is still around. They only run it on the super busy days. It is scheduled to be refurbished sometime soon. They're going to update the final scene in the ride to be more futuristic and not look like 1995. Doesn't need a fast pass. You don't need it. I would actually advise skipping it because it's... It's really dated. Maybe if it's updated shortly, I don't think it will be. I doubt it'll be finished before the end of this year. Go ahead and skip it. There's more stuff you can put your time towards. Now, obviously, the really big one, the granddaddy of them all. This is one of the rides I refer to as the Big Eight. These eight particular attractions are the ones that everyone wants to do at some point. And obviously, I'm since we're in Tarland, we're talking about Space Mountain. Here is my personal opinion opinion about Space Mountain. I will not ride it ever again. It seriously scared the crap out of me. And you're probably thinking to yourself, what you, you talking about that roller coaster ride that's in the dark? Yeah, that guy. If you have heard the stories of people who have been on that ride, when the lights come on because something has gone wrong and they need to evacuate, but the only way to do that is to let the ride finish. They turn the lights on and they let you get out. The problem is in Space Mountain, those bars that you're traveling through, you cannot see, obviously, in the dark. But when the light's on, they seem to be incredibly close to your head. One time I was on the People Mover as the lights had come on, and I saw people basically uh, in the open section. They were thinking, okay, this is kind of cool. We're on the ride with the lights on. And then they got to like a little bit of a tunnel area where bars are passing over their head, and all four of them in the car just started ducking as if their life depended on it. I know cast members who say they were will not get on that ride ever again because it makes them feel so uneasy. And I'm not saying it's unsafe. I'm actually surprised no one has been seriously hurt on this ride before. Not because it's unsafe, but just because those bars seem like they come with inches of your head. It's it's not a sensation I ever want to experience again. Even though I think if I went on it, I'd be perfectly safe. It's just not something for me. So Space Mountain, that's a skip it. What else in the Tomorrowland area? Let's look at Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin. Okay, there's pros and cons to this ride. Uh, one of the pros is it is a people eater. A people eater is a ride I refer to as a ride that is constantly moving, constantly loading, constantly unloading. The only time it stops is possibly for handicapped guests or something goes wrong and they have to stop the ride. That's that happens. That's going to happen. If you ride enough, that's going to happen. One of the cons of this ride is the queue section itself. It's kind of fun and cute the first time you go through it, but there is an alarm that goes off in this queue line that seems to go off about every three minutes or so. And if you have an hour long wait to get on this ride, that alarm will drive you insane. This is definitely a fast pass. If it's not a super busy day, go ahead and go through the standby. I won't get on it again without a fast pass. It's just a personal thing. This next attraction, I hate everything about it. The Tomorrowland Speedway. It's where you're in the little go-karts, but you're not free driving. They're on a track, and they have some kind of restrictor on them that keeps them from going about five miles an hour. The problem with that is you could have your foot slammed against the floor, and you're going to just crawl along. It's probably a good way to waste a large amount of time, because for some reason, this is 
a very popular ride, but my recommendation would be skip it. There's more to do. Now, another thing that is offered as Fast Pass in Tomorrowland is the Monsters Incorporated Laugh Floor. This is a show. It's very much like Turtle Talk with Crush over at Epcot, where basically it's a, what I refer to as, digital puppet and they tell jokes you know it's funny um unless you're the guy that they keep flashing a light on putting a camera on you and making fun of you which was me more than once (sighs) they like to look for the big hairy guys wearing hawaiian shirts i guess but monsters inc that is definitely a standby any of the shows attractions definitely stand by those you're not going to get that great of a seat just by doing a fast pass The last actual ride in the Tomorrowland era is the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. Anybody who knows me knows this is, without a doubt, my favorite ride in all of Magic Kingdom. Not because there's anything special about it. It's actually one of the most dull rides there is. But it is so unique because the way it moves, where it goes, it goes behind the scenes of Space Mountain, like I had said before. It just, the the speed that it moves, it's a great breeze, even on a really hot day. It goes indoors where it's nice and air conditioner. The one downside to this ride is when you go from outside to inside, your retinas are just going to go nuts with the dramatic change from dark to light so quick. Uh, just keep some sunglasses handy. It's a great ride. It's what I. It's a dad ride, basically. It's a great, great ride for that. There is no fast pass available for this because this is another people eater ride. If you go and there is a thirty minute wait or longer, you are on a seriously busy day because this ride just gobbles up guests and then takes them for a ride. So that was Tomorrowland. Let's look at a little bit of a simpler area. Liberty Square. There's basically just two attractions here. One of them being the Haunted Mansion. That's one of the Elite Eight rides. Uh, Haunted Mansion has a really unique queue where if you were to go in the standby lane, you can weave your way through, uh, I guess, like a graveyard where there's stuff to do and there's like little musical notes you can hit. and There's some entertaining stuff in the queue line. Disney's getting really good about putting entertainment in the queue line because they know some of these waits are just astronomically long. I would recommend for this, if you're going on a super busy day, I strongly recommend a fast pass for this one. If it's not a super busy day, go in the, the standby lane. It, it's great. You're going to find a lot of entertainment. And keep your eye on the ground if you're in the standby area for a wedding ring that's embedded in the concrete. There's a little bit of a mythos behind that. We'll probably go into more detail later on about that one, but there's a story behind that one. Now let's bounce around a little bit. Uh, Up next is Frontierland. Frontierland doesn't have a lot of attractions as far as rides. They have two, but it's two of the big ones. Both Big Thunder and Splash Mountain. Both of these are very popular rides. Very high-attended rides. The Fast Pass for both of these can run out just like any of the Elite Eight rides. I would strongly mend a Fast Pass for both of them. Now from Frontierland, we're going to bounce to its neighbor, Adventureland. There are three rides in this area. Two of them are Elite Eight rides. One of them is a must see, and that's Pirates. Pirates is a classic. Say what you will about the new redhead scene. I'll go into detail about that. There's some things I like about it. There's some things I don't. For Pirates, the queue for this particular ride, most of it is indoors, whether it's nice and air conditioner. There's a good theming going on. You're not going to be bombarded by sunlight. You might have to smell the guy in front of you, but other than that, Pirates is a good ride for standby, I I believe. 
Jungle Cruise is another one of the Elite Eight rides where this is one of the classic rides. I have done a standby on this when it was about 40 minutes long and that 40 minutes became 60 minutes. That's 60 minutes I'm never going to get back and I thought it almost would have killed me with the heat. Most of this is under cover with fans on a really hot floor today will cook you. That is without a doubt. Jungle Cruise, if you have to do it, I would recommend a fast pass on this. The last actual ride in Adventureland is the Aladdin Magic Carpet Ride. Basically, this is a clone of the original Dumbo Whirlabout ride. This is a flat-out skip. Not that there's anything wrong with Magic Carpets, but why are you doing this when Dumbo's just around the corner? Begin of Dumbo, let's get into Fantasyland, the last complete land at Magic Kingdom. We still have to go, and this is where the most amount of rides and attractions are. Dumbo, you do not need a Fast Pass. One is available, you do not need it. You can stand by this sucker and here's the reason why. Dumbo has probably the best queue area. You go in, you let the kids running around, they'll give you a pager and when the pager goes off you can get in line again to get on the ride which is probably a short 20 minute wait after that. I think the playground at Dumbo is probably one of the greatest ideas they ever had. I've been with my kids, I let them run around, Alicia and I will just sit and we'll play Pokemon Go or something and just sit in the air conditioner, love it. We didn't care if that pager never went off, we were just enjoying where we were. Now let's go down the line with some of these other attractions. Uh, it's a Small World does offer a Fast Pass. That one I would probably suggest get in the standby lane. Uh, not because of how annoying the song gets repetitive over and over and over again. This is a tricky one. I'm bouncing back and forth between calling this a Fast Pass or a standby lane. I guess one of the major pros to this ride is it's roughly just under 15 minutes long in air conditioning. That's a big bonus. And if you have kids who've never been on Small World, you know what? They'll love it. They will. Uh, let's look at the other two major attractions in Fantasyland. One of them being Peter Pan's Flight. This is one of the more frequent visited rides. For some reason, Peter Pan's Flight can go into astronomical amount of waiting time. Get a Fast Pass if you can, they're not always available. That's if you are dead set determined to do this one. The other big one in the Fantasyland area is the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. This particular attraction is the youngest one at Magic Kingdom so far. The Tron Cycle in Tomorrowland isn't open yet. Uh, they're working on it. It's going to take a few years for them to finish that sucker. When they do, that's going to be the big hot ticket. For now, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, if you are lucky enough to get a Fast Pass, get it. The queue line for this particular ride is not terrible. There's stuff to do in the line. It can be a very, very long wait. Get a fast pass if you can. Next on the list is the Goofy Barnstormer. This is basically a junior roller coaster ride. It has a very short wait because it's a very short track. It doesn't take long. You could probably get on and off in about 60 seconds, roughly. This I would recommend as a standby. After that, we have Under the Sea, the Little Mermaid ride. Again, this is another people eater ride where the ride is just constantly moving, constantly loading. Go ahead and do the standby for this one. There is a Fast Pass available, but the people eater rides are pretty good at just getting on and getting on with your life. 
Speaking of people eaters, Winnie the Pooh ride, that is also a people eater. It's a little slower moving people eater. There is a lot of stuff to do for kids. It's like a miniature playground as you're going along the queue. Uh, not like Dumbo though. It's more of like little activities to do here and there. So you can do this one as a standby. You can do it as a fast pass. Standby would probably work better if you, there was other stuff that you wanted to use your fast pass towards. Like say, the Mad Tea Party. I, whew, this ride. <laughs> this one is going to be your discretion. If you want to do this ride so badly, might as well just use a fast pass on it. Otherwise, stand by or even skip it. There's other stuff you can be doing. Philhar Magic, this is another show attraction. A fast pass is available, but again, if it's a show, you just get in line and you're not going to really get a bad seat. You, it's a slight difference between a fast pass. Basically, a fast pass will guarantee you a seat. On a super busy day, you might have to wait an entire show rotation in order to sit down and watch the show. So those are my recommendations regarding FastPass for those particular attractions. If you're staying at an on-site resort, go ahead and book your FastPasses as soon as you can. You can do this up to 60 days before you visit. Another thing you could do is every single day, nearly every single day, the parks offer what's called as magic hours. That's one hour before open and one hour before close. And the, the parks rotate on a day-by-day -day basis. So one park will get the early magic hour and another park will get the late magic hour. So on a Tuesday, like say, and this is just completely random, uh, Hollywood Studios would open at 8 instead of 9 and then Animal Kingdom will stay open until 6 instead of 5. Yeah, Animal Kingdom does close a little early on some days. You gotta keep that in mind. Magic hours are only available to people staying at the resorts. And I'm gonna tell you that if Magic Kingdom is a magic hour for that particular day you wanna go, go ahead and utilize it. It's just gonna be you and everyone who's staying at your resort who's allowed in. One more thing you could try is what's called rope drop. Basically, at the beginning of the park normal opening, like say Magic Kingdom opens at 9 o'clock, what they will do is they literally have a rope that cast members will hold in front of the gates and keep people out until 9 o'clock. Once 9 o'clock hits, they start moving back and then they'll go towards the most popular ride of what they think it is that day, whether it be Seven Dwarves or Peter Pan. They'll probably head towards Fantasyland and then just drop the rope at that point. You can just go in and get on any ride. It's basically an extra fast pass when you don't even have to reserve it. Just get up there, get in the standby lane, and you probably want to go for the stuff that is the most popular for that day. The Seven Dwarves Mine Train, Peter Pan, Splash Mountain, Space Mountain. Big Thunder Mountain. A any of the mountains, basically. And then finally, there's one more tactic I like to try. I refer to it as the Tim the Tracker method. Basically, what he does, this is somebody on YouTube I learned this trick from. Don't make any of your three park fast pass reservations. Go in the park, look at the app, check the fast pass availability because sometimes people cancel, which is a big bonus because if they cancel, you can grab it. You can grab that particular fast pass right then and there. It's not unheard of to be standing right in front of, say, Splash Mountain. A fast pass opens up, grab it, and just get right on it. And even if you're not right next to it, grab it anyway. It won't take you more than an hour to get to that location. Because the way the fast passes work is if you make up to three reservations, you have to use all three before you can then make your one reservation at a time after that. And usually at that point, parks are so busy that the really popular stuff later in the day does get full. So you probably want to make your reservations as early as you can before you visit. 
So that's my Fast Pass recommendation for all the rides at the Magic Kingdom theme park. So do you agree with me? Do you think uh, some of these rides are worth skipping? Some of them are definitely a do not skip. How many of these are you eager to try until you heard my recommendation? I'd love to continue the discussion. If you want to talk to me or any of the other Cretans and more, you can find us on Twitter or Instagram. That is at Cretans Guild. Very easy to find. We'll probably even put a link in the description. Please go ahead, like this podcast, subscribe, you know, do all the normal stuff. Engage us if you'd like. So to all of our followers, new and old, I say on behalf of all the Cretans, welcome to the Guild. This podcast is part of the Somebodies Network. You're never alone when you've got some buddies.